what Terminus said, we're going to acquire you, but the one thing you cannot disclose is how many customers you had a year ago before acquisition. <laughs> uh, it's, it's complicated. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to getlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to getlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at getlatka.com. Hey everyone, my guest today is Justin McDonald. He spent 16 years in SaaS. He's an entrepreneur in Atlanta based, focused on MarTech, chat, and GRC Technologies. He was the CEO of Ramble Chat, was acquired last year by Terminus. As the GM of chat, email, and sales experience, oh, sorry, now he is the GM of chat, email, and sales experience at Terminus, also a car enthusiast. Justin, you ready to take us to the top? Yes, look forward to it. Well, something's in the water down there in Atlanta. You've got Tope crushing it. You've got Atlanta Tech Village. David Cummings just has like a magic touch, I guess, huh? He does, man. It's, uh, it's what, three or four really great outcomes lately with rigor. And of course, he has sales off and terminus uh, in the balance. So yeah, he's he's got the magic touch. Yep. Okay. So you were acquired by Terminus in what month and year? April 6, 2020. So okay. smack dab during the pandemic. Interesting times. So we'll now go back before that build up to that point. So when was when was Ramble Chat launched and what did the product do? Yeah, so great question. So I came on as an original um, board member and uh, advisor. And there was a sister company that had really that invented this great technology called Chat From Anywhere, which the whole evolution is, hey, you go to you go to a website, you go to a landing page, you launch a snippet, you have chat, right? But what about the expansion of the digital spectrum, the experience where what if you could chat with someone with one click from anywhere online? So the whole uh, underpinnings of the architecture was how do you extend chat beyond the website? And so in 2018, I came on board as kind of a co-founder pre-revenue, and we started it from there. Okay. So that wasn't the plan to start, right? So what happened? Why couldn't the founding team get revenue? Why couldn't they get going? Great question. So I think that they were great technologists, they were great architects, but they didn't really understand the go-to-market motion and how to launch something. Um, that that was where I came in. That was my expertise on taking things to market. And so it was just a really great skill set. On the, they needed some fresh eyes. They needed some someone to come on board to take this really great idea, this fantastic uh, technology, uh, and bring it to life. Okay. And you're saying that that sister company it, you were then rebranded as Bramble Chat. It was. So it had been rebranded. The entity was was you know it was doing DBA, a number of legal components. I won't get into, but it was pre-revenue. It was essentially launching a brand new product that had just been developed. Uh, that was kind of the underpinnings from a sister company called Teledini. Teledini. Okay, interesting. So I guess what did the cap table look like the day you joined? I mean, were you majority shareholder as the sole founder? So I was not the sole founder. So I had two, uh, I had two, two other co-founders who were the original founders of the sister company, and they had raised some money, right? They'd raised a couple million. Uh, that played into the development of the at that time existing Ramble technology. And so, um, however, I would say it was it's it's such a it's a weird paradigm in that they had raised money, uh, some of it used in a sister company, some of it used to build the Ramble technology. But it became really a bootstrap approach, right? They were out of money at that point that I joined, and I agreed. They spent all. How much did they raise? Three million, you said. Around two and a half or so. They spent all of it. It was bank was at zero. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Bootstrap job straight from 2018 on. And so, 
I always wonder in situations like this, I understand you want to keep your current investors, keep them a return, like not shut the thing down and restart, but there was no cash left. I mean, why not just shut down and restart and buy the tech and the IP from the old company and give the investors a little return? Uh, that's a great question. I mean, I think that kind of speaks to the outcome that we had so quickly, right? Less than two years from me coming on board, we got acquired. And I think that played into it. If I wanted to do right by the existing base. I'd gotten to know the investors. Some of them sat on the board. Um, yes, of course, there could have been an IP play, but I think uh, my partners, um, loyal, really great business folks, cared about the investors, wanted to take care of them versus do the greedy kind of, you know, flip it over, buy the IP and kind of, you know, get the win. Did you guys raise additional capital after you joined or you stayed bootstrapped? So we uh, we raised very little. So I say bootstrapped, we, we raised an additional 250K uh, in 2000, early 2019. Okay. Yep. Okay, got it. So 250K then. And uh, again, we're in 2019 now. And we haven't talked about this yet, but what is Ramble Chat? What were people paying you for? Sure, sure. It was a software as a service product. And it's, it sat smack dab in the conversational marketing chat space, right? You probably saw Zoom Info acquired uh, in Scent.ai two days ago, which is uh, another small conversational marketing player. So a lot of um, you know, drift leading the way. There's a lot of momentum in the conversational marketing space. But essentially, it's how do you rebrand the old legacy bottom of the funnel um, customer support chat and repurpose it so that sales and marketing folks can start to convert conversations, personalize, uh, and really get away from forms, right? The whole premise is we live in this on-demand society. People don't want forms and the old marketing automation conversion. How can you utilize the chat technology to create more of a conversation and collecting information and converting? Mm -hmm. And what were people paying on average for this back in 2019? It varied, you know, the average deal size, it was spread around probably 15K ARR. Okay, got it. It's called a grand, two grand a month, something like that. Yep. Okay, so again, not, not SMB, but not quite enterprise, sort of mid-market play. Um, and what give me, I mean, flesh out the rest of the business at that point. 2019, how many team members? So we had less than te uh, 10, team, 10 uh, team members at that point. How many in 2020 at acquisition time? Right around 10. Right around 10. Yeah, we, stayed, we stayed fairly steady. Yeah, that's great. Small and business, many, mighty business, uh, capital efficient that, at that point when I, when I took over. Um, you know, not a huge one. In 2019? I'm sorry? Profitable in 2019? It was not profitable. Okay. Pretty close to break even. even. We were not profitable, pretty close to break even. Yeah. Okay. Got it. And and how many customers in 2019? I uh, can't disclose that. Um, you can't share customer count. I can't share customers. I would say it's less than 100, more than 50. How's that? Okay. That's fine. 50 yeah, to 100. What yeah. Terminus said, we're going to acquire you, but the one thing you cannot disclose is how many customers you had a year ago before acquisition. <laughs> uh, it's, it's complicated, but. Um, yeah, I'm trying to be fair to to my NDAs and and the non-disclosure of terms. So understood. Okay, yeah. so you move forward. When yeah. did the Terminus reach out happen? Was it at Atlanta Tech Village over coffee or who emailed? Yeah, you? that's a great question. So Terminus. Um, so I had several uh, in entry points in a Terminus. Right, Eric Spett, the old CEO. You know, obviously David Cummings was an investor, but Terminus was a customer of Ramble Chat, so they knew the technology. Uh, they loved it. It was working well. They were seeing ROI. So we had the benefit that they had used the technology. They did some stress, stress testing and uh, they loved the IP play, right? This was a big IP play. They didn't buy us for our ARR. They bought it. They bought us for the team. They bought us for the technology. Mm -hmm. Did all 10, are all 10 still with Terminus? They are not. And some of those 10 were, were contractors and um, um, yeah, all 10 are not with. And, and the core team, the good majority of the team still is, by the way. 
Yeah, yeah. Now, this is middle of COVID. The last thing most companies are thinking about is how do I spend a bunch of cash on an acquisition and want to preserve cash for extra runway? What oh. determines pay for you guys? I'm sorry? What determines pay for you guys? I can't disclose that, but uh, I can say the multiple was over 10x. The 10x revenue multiple. Yep. And 10X. what gave you that sort of leverage? I mean, you had raised a little bit of capital already. How were you able to get above yeah. 10x? <laughs> You know, I think the, the technology, so we had a patent pending on our chapter anywhere technology that allowed companies to engage customers beyond the website. So I think the IP around that uh, patent pending technology was valuable. Uh, I think the momentum and the growth uh, in the market around conversational marketing and chat was tremendous with Drift and Intercom now qualified and Salesforce back company coming into play. So I think it's highly prophetic by Tim Kopp and some folks at Terminus to see the big channel push and how that can merge into an account-based model, an account-based marketing technology. And so I think it was the IP, it was the talent behind it and the recognition that yes, data reigns supreme in account-based marketing, but having the right channels in first-party data um, captures is super important as well. So a bit of a surprise for you today, and many of you know this, but some of you don't. There is a cheat code as a software startup to getting your finances right. And that cheat code is called Pilot. They do bookkeeping, tax, and give you financial expertise perfectly customized for every single founder. And it's not just automated. This is critical with accounting because sometimes we need custom stuff done, whether it's a round or an exit or a sale or just something else. So they put actual experts on your account. And I said, pilot team, please give us a great deal they have. You can check it out at nathanmaka.com forward slash pilot. They've got expertise in startups. You'll get your own personal expert and specifically they're giving a great discount to all of you guys that start working with them today. They integrate with the best financial tools in the business like Stripe, Square, Brex, Gusto, Bill.com, Shopify, you name it, they're there and they give world-class support and advice. This is the kind of stuff that I use to get my monthly P&L balance sheet and cash flow statements done without hiring a full-time CFO on my team. I can get all this done for a fraction of the cost. Do it yourself at nathanlacka.com forward slash pilot. Start today. When you guys sold the business, did, did mo- was most of this deal price stock now in Terminus or did, did common holders, early employees that incentivize with equity, did they get some cash payout on the exit? <laughs> um. I can't disclose that, but let's just say both parties are existing investor base, the founders, uh, customers. It was, a, it was a great transaction for all, both for Terminus as well as a Ramble Chap investor base. Got it. I have to go read the Terminus yeah. announcement and see if they said if it was all stock or all cash. Yeah, go read that. We just obviously did a recent Series C as well for Terminus at 90 million. So uh, yeah. it, it was a great transaction for all. Yeah. Okay. So, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> you sell in 2020. Um, why, how are they able to convince a guy like you to stick around? That's a great question. Um, so that uh, we did a recent reorg. So I know my bio is a little bit out of date that you just read. So I'm, I'm the GM of all channel applications at Terminus. So I picked up digital ads as well as the ones that you read off. Uh, quite honestly, I think Terminus is in this Goldilocks zone, right? Yes, I'm an entrepreneur. Yes, I'm no longer you know the CEO, but I'm working for a fantastic company, a leader who's probably the most humble competent leader that I've experienced in Tim Kopp. Um, and it's, it's you know, ABM is a hot market. You see some of the recent investments, the valuations or unicorns are popping up, unicorns are popping up left and right in the space. So it's, it's a great company. It's a great culture, hot market, right? So it's hard to turn that down. And yep. of course, they're obviously taking care of us to so stick around. 
Yeah, uh, it was reported that that $90 million raise was around a $400 million valuation. I mean, 20, 25% of the company in this range, I mean, you could argue is actually a little higher than what you see on, on market. Um, what, what, what enabled you guys or what got you guys excited about bringing on these investors and giving Great Hill a larger cut than most Series C transactions? Well, one of the things I'd point out as well is I think that valuation is quite conservative. Look what Six Sense just raised, right? I think their their valuation was what two billion plus uh, for similar run rate. So I would argue that the four hundred million is is quite conservative when it comes to the valuation. Mm-hmm. Okay, got it. F- f- fair enough. Um, that was reported. I'm reading here live here, but not not necessarily confirmed by your folks. Uh, but that was based off sources. So we'll see what happens. But point being, wh- where do you think Rayhill can add value to the business? You know, people always go, you want to bring investors that add value. Yeah, yeah, great question. Um, experienced private equity guys, uh, folks that understand data, right? So you look at some of the folks from Gray Hill, some of the partners that sit on our board came from Zoom Info. Uh, ABM is so critical, at least the data elements on how you personalize, how you collect, obviously in a privacy centric fashion. But uh, I think their data expertise, their strategic uh, connections uh, are, are highly valuable to our base. Mm-hmm. What's your estimation, and then we'll wrap up with sort of product ideas, but what's your estimation on what SciSense is doing right now in terms of revenue? Six cents? Uh, SciSense. Were you, were you referencing oh, SciSense referencing earlier? Six cents. Yes, oh, six, six cents is the, six the EBM. Cents. Yes, six cents. Got it. <laughs> what's your estimation there? I'd say they're, <laughs> uh, they're over 50. I hate to use this vague term, but I, I think they're around 60 million plus, between 60 and 100 million. Yeah, when we had... Um, yeah, yeah, that 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 matches the data we have when we interviewed uh, interviewed the folks there. So very cool. What, you about, pro- what, what about product? Uh, Sorry, what was your question? Who did we interview? I was just curious who you interviewed at Six Sense. Um, Nikhil. Uh, I'm going to kill his last name. Vora. Okay, I don't know. I him. think he's the founder. Usually, we're interviewing the founders of companies. Yeah. Yeah, I knew Vital or Vical, one of the other co-founders. Uh, okay, nice. No, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't him. But um, look, you mentioned a couple of competitors: Drift, Zoom Info with yeah. Incent, right? You yeah. know, they're going to buy Incent and try and drive it across their current base and increase ARPU expansion, right, across the, the thousands of customers. How are you thinking about chat and conversational marketing at Terminus? That's great. And by the way, I just told you that information, so you must have did some speed reading on this podcast here, man. <laughs> uh, how am I thinking about conversational marketing? I think it's the future of Martech. I think. The post or COVID in itself has really driven the need for real time conversations, for taking playbooks and what we know about audiences and segments and personalizing. And the best way to do that on the domain, on the website, is through conversational marketing and chat. So I think you'll see a greater emphasis as a channel on the conversational marketing. Um, and then he who takes the data, uh, he who personalizes and adapts the experience based upon who is on the website is going to win out. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with Sly, you. Oh, obviously, you know, smart move. Yeah, I mean, so, so Sly, uh, Silent or Slyland or every pronounce it just raised a $20 million at $100 million pre today. So, I mean, it's a hot, hot space. Um, let's wrap up here with, uh, with the famous five. Number one, favorite business book. Favorite business book. Man, hope it's not a strategy. I love it. Old school. Number, <laughs> number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying besides Terminus? You know, I like Nick Maida at Gainsight. Mm-hmm. Of course, Benny Offs always an interesting guy to follow. Did, uh, cliche ones, but... Um, yeah, did, Nick, did Nick sell too early to Vista? I don't know. I don't know. 1.5 billion to me. So uh, yeah. small. You see Gong going out doing 7.2 billion and Outreach going out, raising it 4.2 billion two weeks ago. 
Yeah, things that people don't realize with Gainside, it's just, you know, like most startups, it's not an overnight success. He's been in it for a while, right? It's a grind. So um, hindsight's 2020. I think you could you could make a case that he sold too early, but I'm, I'm sure he's happy with the outcome. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building a business? Favorite online tool for building a business? Oh, man. What do you use the most? That's hard to say. We're, we're in the mix of some, uh, some big post-cookie world ads product components. So I think... Uh, from a product perspective, Figma has been brilliant. I think there's the whimsicals of the world. And then you just have your standard, you know, kind of CRM uh, behind the scenes that provides all the intelligence. So number four, how many hours of sleep are you getting every night? No. Um, so we have uh, two girls, uh, one and a half, two and a half. So more than you think, but um, I try to average between six or seven hours. Okay. So married, two girls. And how old are you? I'll be 40 next month. 40. Very cool. All right. Last question. What's something you wish you yeah. knew when you were 20? Something I wish I knew when I was 20. Patience. <laughs> Guys, patience is critical. Ramble Chat, playing in the conversational marketing space, launched in 2018 or actually before that, raised about two and a half million bucks, burned through all of that. Then we had Justin join as part of the co-founding team in 2018. They turned the business around, grew to between 50 and 100 customers, paying between about 1000 and $2,000 <laughs> per month. They sold for a 10x valuation multiple back in 2020. And Justin's now leading uh, sales, product, conversational product, all that stuff now at Terminus as they look to scale, just announcing a $90 million round. Justin, thanks for taking us to the top. Appreciate it. Thanks.